We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. So before I ask this very important question, not many people replied, but how much chocolate have people eaten? There's not, there wasn't a lot. There wasn't a lot. Anyone over five Easter eggs? Very disciplined bunch, aren't we, this morning? All right. All right, anyone over five hot cross buns? Ah, we're a savory bunch, not a sweet bunch. Okay. That's all right. Who knows that hot cross buns have to have butter, not olivani? That's all right. That was my only input into the hospitality this morning. I was just like, if we're having hot cross buns, we've got to have butter. I come from a dairy-free household, and so uh, I've been looking forward to Easter for a long time. <laughs> anyway, all right. Unfortunately, Desiree is not, Pastor Desiree is not here this morning. Um, one of my sons uh, was not well, and so we chose to keep him in quarantine so they don't spread a bug, and so someone's got to look after him, so she's not here. But that means that I can say as many jokes as I like, <laughs> and... Uh, I'm going to be looking at, no, anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father, I thank you again for today. I thank you, Lord, for who you are to us. And I thank you, Jesus, that in amongst the joy, Lord, there's going to be a re- revelation revealed to us this morning, to every single person. I thank you, Lord, that you came and you gave up your life for us. And we've heard that a lot this morning already. But more than that, God, I pray this morning that you would be revealed. Reveal yourself to every single person, whether they feel far from you or even feel close with you. Lord, you are right here, right now. And Lord, I pray, Holy Spirit, come and move in this place. Reveal yourself to every single one of us in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray you help. Help me, Lord, to get this out and the way that you want it to get it out. And Lord, that it will be ministered to many people and they'll know your love, your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. It's nice and warm up here. I hope you're warm down there. So it's all good. I I like Easter. Easter's um, just a great time to remember, great time to stop, great time to, again, you know, get a few extra days off work. Um, and and just just again thank God for for everything that He has done in yours and my life and and I pray this morning God's just going to do something in that I I have these I've had these thoughts for a long time now uh, around the connection between the Passover and obviously the cross because you know what's John what did John the Baptist come yelling out of the wilderness behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the, uh, of the world, the earth. Uh, where, where, what, what, at Passover, and, and don't worry, I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna fill you in in a minute, so if you're not sure of any of this, that's okay. Uh, but in, part, in the Passover festival, which was started from the last plague of Egypt, when Moses was taking the, getting the people out of Egypt, when he was going to the Pharaoh, the last, um, the last plague was that the firstborn would be killed, and, and, but the, 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 um, the, the way out 
was if they, they, they took a, a spotless lamb and, or, or goat and they sacrificed it they, they, and, they, and they put some blood on the doorposts and the mantle, okay? And so there's this connection between the Passover and obviously the cross because Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. But I want to. I want to just. I want to hang around those thoughts this morning. I want to. I want to just throw some ideas at us to to challenge our thinking. Right? Okay. Is that all right? Because I think if the greatest thing is I don't. I don't. I don't ever want to get to a place where people are listening. Um, I want to get people to a place that actually equals thinking. It's good that you're listening. Uh, but, uh, you know, I can be listening to the radio and not even knowing what's being played. Anyone else? But we can be, and so, but I, when I've listened to a song and listened to the words of it, I, and, and I start thinking about what that means. And so, so this morning I pray that there's a, something comes alive, something starts, we start thinking about what God's trying to say to us in, this, in these passages. And so without... Um, Taking any more time, I'd love us to turn in our Bibles if you've got it. And just some of the key scriptures are going to come up on the screen, not all of them, because otherwise they'd have to put up 48 scriptures. But the, the, this is the whole context in Exodus chapter 12, if you've got your Bibles. So the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be the, um, your, your beginning of months. Uh, it shall be the first month of the year. Um, speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take, his, uh, take for himself a lamb according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small, the lamb will let, uh, let, um, for the lamb, let him, his neighbor next to his house, take it accordingly to the number of people. So this is a great thing. They're sharing together. If, people, if some household's too small, they come together so that the whole lamb can be received. Um, let's keep going. Uh, verse 5. Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now, verse 6. Now you shall keep it until the fourth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the house where they eat. Uh, then they shall eat the flesh. And it keeps on going on. Um, so blah, blah, blah. Um, verse 12. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night. And will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beasts, and again all the gods of Egypt, I will ex execute judgment. I am the Lord. Verse 13. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the, on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you uh, to destroy you when I strike the land. Uh, let's Go jump down. So that was God talking to Moses. Now Moses is now talking to the children of Israel in verse 21. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Pick out and take lamb for yourself according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. 
and you shall take a bunch of hyssop, um, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of, the, of his house until morning, for the Lord will pass through uh, to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and the doorpost, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into the house, uh, houses to strike you. And you shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. All right, so uh, I got asked the team earlier just to, just to throw uh, a little bit of visual help up there. So we've got a lintel here. Oh, there's a, this is a big house. It's a very big house. And so anyway, this is what the, it's essentially the, 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 they're doing is they've got a, a lintel over the top and they've got the two doorposts. And so we've got that there and just that can stay there for a, a little while. And so here's the thing. The first thing that I want to point out is that um, it says, now the blood shall be a sign. Who likes signs? Who likes, I don't know if you're traveling or, but signs give us uh, information, don't they? Yeah. Um, you know, when you're traveling or anything like that, I like the signs that tell me you are here. Yeah. There's those big capital letters that just locate you. You are here. And uh, even though they, that's, well, you are here on this map, but can you figure out where you are in the rest of the world? I don't know. Signs are important. Signs give us information. When you're driving down the road, you come to those signs that uh, have a little number on them and, uh, and, and, and a yellow sign and then a couple of arrows pointing this way. And that number is supposed to be there to tell you what it is safely, the right speed to take that corner with. And all of you are thinking right now, you can always do it 20 k's above the number, aren't you? Yeah. you know, that's just not true. Do it at the speed limit, people. Right. But there's lots of different signs. Signs are there for our safety. Uh, you know, right now I've got in my head because I'm driving around the peninsula a lot right now. Is, uh, and they're doing the, the cycle way. That's awesome. It's going to be great when it's finished. But uh, right now it's, it's like the car park of Dunedin because you have to just wait. And you have to wait, and you have to wait. And if, you're, if anyone in the traffic management, can you just have a talk to them and say speed? I don't know. But, um, but there's a sign there. There's lots of signs that say, you know, 30K. Whenever there's roadworks, 30K. Anyone? Right? And so there's these signs, and they tell us to slow down. There's a great sign right now that says, slow down, my mummy works here. Anyone seen those signs? Or slow down, my daddy works here? Ah, oh, it's just... You know, it just makes you slow down, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but signs, signs are there for our safety. Signs are there and they, they bring information. But it, this, is a, this is a sign. This is something that, that God's saying to Moses and he's saying to a, a group of people, hey, by the way, this is what I want you to do because it's a sign. And, and so the sign is that, uh, I want you to take some blood of this lamb and I want you to get the hyssop branch and I just want you to paint it and do this. And why? Because it's a sign. It's a sign so that when I come through, I'm going to see it and I'm, I'm going I'm to, uh, uh, and, and then there's, there's going to bring safety to you. 
There's going to be a place where you're in a safe refuge. Why? Because you've chosen to abide by the sign. You've chosen to listen to what I've asked you to do. And when I see that, I'm going to pass over you. And and the plague is not going to affect your family. Right? And so there's a sign. It's a sign for you, but it's also a sign for God. See, when, when we choose to live in, in, under, the, under the sign of God, well, we live in a place of safety. Did anyone know that? Like, there's lots of, I, I often look at the world and i like, man, what, is, what does stuff happen to people? That's just, that, have they got, is there bad luck? I don't know. No, sometimes they're just living outside of the covering of God. Yeah. This is very quiet right now. But we, we, get to, we get to Easter and I'm just like, hey, man, there's a sign. There's a sign right now that we can live under the shadow of his wings. We can live under the safety of, of, of who God is for us. See, but here's the thing is when it, when it comes to signs, there's one thing, especially when it's signs that tell us something that we have to do. Right, let's just talk about the speed limit right now. Some of you have no problem sticking to the speed limit. Some of uh, you have no problem. <laughs> not, I'm, not as, I'm not as bad as driver as you know, make it out to be, but uh, it, the, the choice is, is really just humility. It's humility whether we want to stick to the speed limit or not. It's also humbling ourselves to go, do I care about the other people on the road? Uh, there's signs. Now the blood shall be a sign. I want to I make sure this is in, in, your, in your spirit this morning. There's a, that, that the blood of Christ is a sign that is on your life. If you're a Christian, you've applied this, the, the Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then, then the blood of Christ is a sign on your life. And we live, uh, we live under the, the, the covering. We live under that covering. We live in there in Jesus' name. Let's move on. Um, the second thing I, I thought, man, this would be great to talk about, just, just real quickly, because uh, there's a scripture and it says this. It says, and, and none of you shall go out of the door of the house until morning. Um, I want to I wanna hit hard right now. If this is the first time that you've come to church this year, you're living outside of the house. If you come to church the second time at Christmas time, you're living outside of the house. God's got way more relationship for you than just coming to church once or twice a year because it's not a religious relationship. It's a real relationship that He loves you. He wants to walk with you. But He's saying, come on, stay in the house. Stay in the house because in the house is where you find protection. In the house is where you find freedom. In the house is where I've got a covering over you. Did you know that some people have got a theology of, of, of churches that are like hotels? We just go to whatever hotel you want. But, in, but the problem is the Bible also talks about leadership in the church. Hebrews chapter 13 says, I'm responsible for everyone in this church. <laughs> Do I want that responsibility? I don't want to answer that question. But I take it as a real responsibility. 
I mean, every week I'm sitting down with a small group of people going, okay, how are our e-groups? How, how, what are, what, are there people that are, that are needing help right now? Are there people that are needing prayer? Are there people that are, every week we're talking about different people and, and in a good way, not a gossip way, but in a great way. So, man, and some, like, we don't get it right all the time, but there's a responsibility for us. But the problem is the people don't live in the house. Like, apparently statistics across the world is that people come to church once a month. What is that? I'm a little tired because Jake was up all night and so I might be venting a little bit. But, what, but here's the thing is, is you, you live outside of the house, you, you don't get that covering, you don't get the people that are loving you and, and inside the house you're going to get the people that are also loving you but also that we're so human. You're like, oh, the church, big hypocrites. <laughs> yes, we are. I'll put my hand up. Biggest hypocrite out. <laughs> but I'm asking, I'm joining with people to say, hey, help, help me not be a hypocrite. Help, help me still to love people. Help me to, help me to pray. Help me to encourage one another. Help me to spur one another on. Uh, yeah, yeah, we say some dumb things from now on to now, down then. Why? Because we're not Jesus. But Jesus said some harsh things. Not saying we need to say harsh things, though. Anyway, maybe we should get that right. But we're covered when we're in the house. And so I pray I haven't offended you. If this is your first time in church this year, great. But God has so much more for you. And we, we as a church want to love you. We as a church want to encourage you. We don't want to be nosy, busy bodies or anything like that. You don't have to tell us about your world, but we want to make sure you know you're loved. We want to make sure that you know that there's people here that will, will do what they can to help encourage your world, pray with you, love you, and, and encourage you. But let's be covered by the blood of Christ. Let's be covered in, in the house. Let's love, let's, let's stay in the house. When we're in the house, we are covered. Awesome. Number three, if there, if you've been figuring it out, is one, two, and three. The blood is a sign. You're covered in the house. This is where I really wanted to just labor for a little bit uh, this morning. And it's in the, in the passage in Exodus, it talks about, he said, strike. In, uh, in, in verses 22. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel. Now, the only way that I can think about this right now this morning is who loves painting? Anyone like painting? Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, maybe you did put your hand, you were just a little slow to put your hand up, but I jumped on it really quickly. Painting is one of those things that is like my second trade. For some reason, I've done a building trade, uh, but now I've, I've, I'm learning how to paint. I'm not a good, I'm not a great painter, but uh, I've learned how to get less on me. <laughs> right? Anyone else like painting? For some reason, when it comes to painting, um, you know, you have drop cloths and your masking tape and and all the safety or whatever. But more paint goes on you than it goes on the wall. Yeah. Any, anyone out there is a painter like that? Um, and, you know, and, and like, like when you're rolling a roof. 
<laughs> and all the painters out there, that's why you have a long roller and you paint out here, not up there. Anyway, but like it stings when the paint gets in your eyes. Uh, Um, when, when it says to strike, it, 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 was, it wasn't this night, okay, let's get out the nice little, uh, little paintbrush. And a little, you know. <laughs> no, when, when I read the word strike and I looked it up, it, it means strike. And a, a, like a hyssop branch is not your finely horse-haired, perfect manicured paintbrush. Like that costs $80 for a two-inch, I don't know. But, but a hyssop, there's a whole lot of branches in it, and it's there, and here's the thing is, and, and we're going to do this tonight, by the way, so it's going to be fun. But um, when you get the branches and you strike it, paint goes everywhere. The blood goes everywhere. Well, should, I, I think it should. I, was, I Googled this in a lot of, a lot of places, like pictures of the Passover. There's nice little dots everywhere. But I don't know if that's the case. I reckon when, we get, when, it, when it says, you know, get, get this branch and get this bowl, and, and it says to strike, there's something about striking it up. And, and here's the thing is, I reckon we've got to get into a place where we're just striking this thing, and we're just doing this, and, and we're covering this mantle. And, it, you know, some of the blood's going to get on us. This sounds a little bit gruesome right now, right? Uh, but there's gonna, here's the thing is, I think we, when we strike something with this, with this blood and we strike it, there's going to there's gonna be overflow that comes on us. And there's, there's like, like, the, like the, well, the woman that, get, that poured the alabaster jar on Jesus' feet and, and she washed, her, washed his feet with her hair. There was this aroma. There was this perfume that, that not only Jesus' feet but was left all through her hair. And same with us as Christians, when we, when we learn to take the covering and we learn to take the, the sacrifice of Jesus, that his blood on the cross, and we get it and we, and we strike the doorposts, right? And we strike the mantle, there's going to be some splattering, there's going to be some overflow that lives on our life. I pray that we're living in the overflow of the grace of God that is on our life. And so here's some thoughts this morning. What are we striking the doorposts with what is in the blood? What in the like, what is in the blood of Christ that sets us free? What are we painting our doorpost with right now? And I've just got a few ideas which I want to encourage you with. Maybe I can get a keyboard player to come up; that'll be helpful. Or the whole band. I don't know how long we're going to be here. I heard this once, as you know. The same actions, right? And if we go to the next picture, it's the same action, right? Anyone? Oh, there we go. Thank you. It's the same action. It doesn't matter whether it was 400 years ago, 4,000 years ago. It's the same action. Of are we applying things to the cross? Are we applying Christ on the cross? Are we thanking, are we remembering him on the cross? See, I wonder what we could paint the cross with this morning. 
because the Passover is, is what protected us. It was a sign, it was a, it was a Passover because there was a sacrifice and there was blood that, that stirred, that was, that was given. And so they did the doorposts and they did the mantle. But I'm wondering this morning in Easter time, with the same action of the cross and of the mantle, I wonder what we could, what we could paint. See, when it comes to paint, is normally there's a base colour. And, and because of all the different colours in the world, they then go and get a, a, a special paint tint and then they, they change the colour of the, of the paint to match the colour that you want. And as Christians, I, I think there's, there's a, there's, the blood of Christ can be a whole lot of colours for you this morning. A whole lot of shades of maybe different red. Uh, just metaphorically, just something that you can you could latch on to this morning. There's a, there could be a whole lot of different shades right now. Right now, there could be a shade that you're believing for the salvation of someone in your family. Versus the same red, same base base color, but but you're you're believing that there's going to be a massive miracle of healing right now for someone or something. Right. And, and it's still the base is the, is the blood of Christ, but I wonder what different shades there could be this morning. See, in 1 John 1, 7, it says, but if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of, Je- of Jesus, His Son has cleansed us from all sin. See, maybe this morning we could just paint with a little bit of fellowship. If you're feeling lonely, you're feeling like you don't have friends, you don't know the world's loving you or what, maybe you could come to the cross this morning and paint with just a little bit of fellowship because Jesus loves you. Maybe in John chapter 6, verse 53 is, So Jesus said again, I tell you the truth, unless you eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink the blood, you cannot have eternal life. Maybe this morning we're just coming with a shade of truth. Just a little bit of truth. What is the, what's the truth? Well, the truth is going to set me free. And I'm just going to put a little bit of shade in this and I'm going to apply the blood of Christ on the cross. I mean, what about Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13? But now you have been united with Christ Jesus once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to Him through the blood of Christ. You know, I'm feeling far away from Jesus right now. Maybe you could just paint with a little bit of He's bringing you near. He's bringing you near. The cross is bringing you near. He's bringing you near. He's bringing you near. Maybe in Hebrews chapter 10, it says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. Maybe this morning you could paint with a little bit of boldness. Just a little bit of boldness. Just a little bit, man, what is that boldness? It's boldness of faith, a boldness of courage. You just go, oh, Lord, I'm going to come to you this morning. I'm just going to paint with a bit of boldness. I'm going to paint with a bit of color in my world. Why? Because I want to be someone who, and here's the thing is boldness works like this. Because who is your neighbor? And Jesus talks about the Samaritan. Boldness is looking after the Samaritan. Boldness is not getting on social media, making a statement. That's not boldness. There's only one person who got away with that. That was John the Baptist. And he knew what he was doing. Anyway, long story short. What are you painting with this morning? 
What are you, what are you allowing the cross to be? Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12. You have come to Jesus, the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people and the sprinkled blood which speaks of forgiveness. Are you painting with forgiveness? Because it's what Jesus painted the cross with. See, if we could go back to that first picture. We're not going to do this. But I wonder if we could all stand under that. And Jesus just paints. This is who you are and this is what I believe you are. But how are we then applying it? Let's go back to the last one, the cross. How do we then accept the paint? How do we accept the blood of Christ? There's forgiveness, Hebrews 13. So also Jesus Jesus suffered, died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. How many people in this world are struggling with right now if they're not good enough? If I asked you if you were good enough right now, not a lot of people would put their hands up. But this scripture and this shade of paint this morning says that you're holy. It says that you're holy, but are you able to speak that into your life? Are you able to let God reveal that into your heart to say, you know what, I've been made holy because of the blood of Jesus on my life. You're holy. You're without fault. There's there's nothing wrong with God's called you, appointed you, purposed you for a reason. Hebrews I don't know where I am now. I can't remember if I've actually put the things on top or below. It just doesn't matter. There's still Scripture. Now may God of peace who brought you up out of the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of His sheep, and may the God of peace, the God of peace. You know, we talk about turmoil. We talk about mental illness and all that. I, I understand it. I get it. But my Bible talks about the God of peace. So could we not go past Easter? Could we not go past the resurrection of Jesus Christ without saying, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint my cross a shade of peace this morning. A shade of peace. A shade of peace. Goes on another scripture. And God the Father knew you and chose you long ago. And a spirit has made you holy. As a result, you have obeyed him and you have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. May God give you more and more grace and peace. More and more grace and peace. More and more grace and peace. What are you painting with? What are you painting with this morning? What does your cross look like? What shade of what? What blessing has God given you? Oh, there's, 
there's more. You know, the, word, the, the Bible app this morning, word for the day was the verse for the day. It was 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. It says, He personally carried us in, in His body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By His wounds, we are healed. Tonight, I'll carry on with the Ephesians part of this message, but what, do you, what shade do you need? What shade do you need? Because Christ has got a shade of red for every single one of you, every single circumstance, every single situation. And our hosting team are going to come forward and they're going to hand out communion. And we're going to have communion together. And so they're going to do that now. But there's, there's going to be this little cracker and, and there's going to be this little juice. And it's going to be a, a certain shade. What is the shade that you're applying into your life today, this morning? Because you've been covered. When you live under the under the promises of God. Because the blood is a sign. It's a sign of safety. It's a sign of acceptance. It's a sign of love. It's a sign of grace. It's a sign of grace. It's a sign of passion. It's a sign of healing. It's a sign of breakthrough. It's a sign of restoration. It's a sign of forgiveness. But what shade do you want to accept? What, what do you want to accept of Jesus this morning? It's a, it's a shade of sin but it's a shade of being cleansed. Father, I thank you that you've seen your son Jesus. Jesus, you are so willing to come into this world. You lived your life. And for a short three years of ministry, you gave as much wisdom into the world as you could. But your actions gave so much more. And then your blood covered everything else. And this morning by faith, Lord, you said, do this in remembrance of me. And so, Lord, as we take this little cracker that resembles your body on the cross, resembles your, your willingness, it resembled 
your love that resembles so much. As we take this little cracker and like the words that you had in the upper room of the disciples, where you said, do this in remembrance of me. Lord, we honour you this morning. We remember who you are in our lives. In Jesus' name, let's receive together. as we take this little cup that's the shade of something. It's a shade of your blood. It's a, it's, a, it's a reminder of the new covenant and it's a reminder of your life poured out for us. But for everyone this morning, there's a different shade. And when you receive and we do this simple act and acknowledging that Jesus died on the cross and rose again. And it was His blood that paid the penalty of our sin. I'm so thankful for that. But it's more than just the penalty of sin. He's got a shade for every, every circumstance and every situation. So as we receive and remember the, that our sin was taken. Can you remember that you're whole as well? Can you remember that you're loved? Can you remember that you're grace? Can you remember that you're forgiven? So whatever area, whatever shade, just in your own time, receive and thank Jesus for what He's done on the cross. Thank you, Lord. We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equippers Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipperschurch.com.